You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, MJ, who I have learned I get to call M because that's what your friends call you. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. I am so excited. I feel like I have finally become your friend. And here's, I'll give you all a little backstory before I let him introduce himself. Um, We met on Instagram and literally before recording M's Becoming Story today, I was like, I feel like we've hung out before. Like just when you have that fun new friend on social media that you get to engage, interact with and cheer each other on, it's a lot of fun. Um, You are inspiring to me how you're pursuing becoming who God made you to be. And I just cannot wait to share your story today. So welcome to Becoming Me.tv. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for everything that you're doing. I love that you're just giving people an opportunity to just share their story and just what God is rewriting through individuals all over the world. It's amazing. Not enough people do it. And I do firmly believe that it's going to change the world. So kudos to you for being obedient to what God has asked of you. So, well, it is my like honor and privilege. It's so much fun. And I think we should probably kick this time off with maybe the hardest question. Like who is MJ? Ooh, let's go. Okay. All right. Who is MJ? All right. Well, I am from Connecticut, 34 years old. I'm a personal trainer. Um, and a little known fact about me when I was 18, I was actually 320 pounds. So to be a personal trainer now on the back end is definitely something that I never thought would happen. And that's just a testament to what God had written years before. Um, Have a heart for just men's ministry, discipleship, small groups. And um, I also teach a lot of fitness classes too. So there's just a heartbeat to help others rewrite their narratives through fitness. And I actually have a garage space that I converted during the pandemic into the forge, which is my, my baby, my ministry baby, um, and just help people hit their fitness goals, but also just share the love of Christ with them um, while they're training. The deadlift platform has now become a prayer platform. So just a lot of cool different ways to just help people rewrite their narratives through fitness specifically. Um, and I'm currently involved in a year-long discipleship excuse me, group um, through BraveCo. We're uh, part of class one and it's a 12 month long course where we kind of just really unravel the bits and pieces of our story, things that may have been buried from childhood, connecting dots on different traumas, things like that. Um, We talk a lot about sexuality and relationships, breaking the culture of toxic masculinity, finance, leaving a legacy. So be part of class one has just been a really special time. And it's just allowed me to connect with 
this whole slew and band of brothers all over the world. And social media is good for that because you get to just meet awesome people. And it's just been amazing. And I'm just excited to be here and just talk with you guys. So thanks again for having me. That's amazing. You know, every time I see a new Instagram story from you, I feel like I am like ready to go work out or something or go like ride a bike or drink water. So y'all will definitely have to follow MJ on Instagram. Exactly. Mine is like across the room, but yes, it's a game changer. Literally. It is a game changer. Um, So we'll have the links so y'all can follow MJ on Instagram. Super inspiring. It's fun to follow you. Um, You know, I would love for you right now to just take some time and unpack your story. Like what has made you who you are today? I love that question so much. One of my favorite questions. Um, So we'll, we'll dial back the tape a little bit. So I said, I'm 34 years old. And um, when I was seven, I had given my life to the Lord, but at seven, you don't really comprehend what that actually means. I grew up in a Christian home. My mother's been a devout Christian since she was 22 years old. So that faith foundation was always present. I always remember praying at dinner. She always told me, you know, you're going to go to VBS. It's going to be great. We were always in church on Sunday. So there was always a foundation being laid from a very young age. I went to a private Christian high school, which led to attending a Christian college fair to then go to the Christian university, all those things. And, you know, lo and behold, it became more about the things that I was just supposed to do versus, you know, an actual relationship with the Lord at that point. And, you know, my mother is one of the most gracious human beings on the planet. Like, and she, you know, she let me kind of navigate and, you know, figure things out. And um, I went away to school and after I had graduated high school, I'm at my undergrad and I just started to spiral a little bit, kind of like testing the waters on different things. I was exposed to people at a Christian university who were like like swearing and like there was, they were dealing with same sex attraction and like they were drinking underage. And I was just kind of like culture shocked from this bubble that I had been so enclosed in for so long. And then like, you know, I start testing the waters. I was like, we had a cigarette. Look, lightning didn't strike down. Like, oh, I drank before I was 21 and nothing happened. Like I'm just started to kind of just really like anything that I could kind of like test the waters with, I did. And through that, you know, just at that time, almost began wearing this mask of like during class. And like when I was home in Connecticut versus when I was down in Pennsylvania, it's like two different people. Yeah. I'll come home, you go to church and like, I became so comfortable in wearing that mask. And I think that we all do that at some point where, you know, that comfortability becomes so much of almost like a safe haven for us. So we think when the reality is it's actually putting us in a cage of who God is actually calling us to be. So here I am, you know, living and putting on this mask all the while really in a cage. And um, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad growing up. My parents have since been divorced for the last five, six years now. But during my junior year of college, found out my dad was having an extramarital affair and it completely gutted me because I'm very close to my mom. I never had a strong male figure to really model the ways of Jesus, right? So <clears throat> this is the example that I'm getting set in front of me up at that point for 21 years. And all of this frustration and anger that I had towards my father at that point just kind of came to a head. And I remember just like getting back to school after I had found out I was home for a weekend when it happened, which is crazy. And I remember just being so upset and in like total transparency, like for where my heart was, I was just like, 
I want him to die because I was just so angry and like so hurt. And because of that, all right, we're wearing a mask, but MJ always has it together. So it was just like, okay, well, we're going to go to class. We're, we're okay. And just dying on the inside, drinking behind closed doors in my dorm room. I ended up in like almost a 10 year battle, which the Lord has now freed me from in pornography and just a major lust battle. So there was all these things that were just, I was trying to numb and really put a bandaid on the hurt, which wasn't, wasn't doing anything. Right. So get to the end of my college graduation and everything that I was relying on from the material standpoint, the car, the job, all of these different relationships with this friend group, all these different things completely stripped away. And I had no choice but to move back to Connecticut. And at the time, we're in 2010 at this point, I saw Connecticut as the place that literally held me most pain. It was, I was like, I will do whatever I can to avoid this place. Hmm. And it was one of those moments where the Lord said, you need to go back. And it was the first time he actually spoke. And I was just kind of like, you know, at that point for where I was, I'm kind of like looking like, what? Like, <laughs> like huh? And so I've often thought about what would have happened if I chose to ignore that Mm. all these years later. I moved back home and about three months in, just in a really dark place. Mm. I remember just saying to the Lord, I have no idea what this is going to look like, but this time it has to be about you and I. And I prayed such a bold prayer. I was 22 at the time. And I said, do whatever needs to be done. And I like, look back (laughs) that prayer, almost like seeing it now is just like, bro, like, oh man, oh man. Like, just like, take it back, take it back, take it back. Like I wanted to, there are a lot of points where I want to take that prayer back, but I look at what God has done over those last 12 years. And there's been just a whole rewriting of my story as a whole, Mm. learning to actually surrender the things that kept me bound in shame and guilt, learning to actually like set myself up with the right men of God who are going to lead me and set the example that I didn't have. I'm trying to figure this out at like 23, 24. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea what I was doing. And over the last few years, the fitness aspect just kind of became something for me Mm. that really allowed me to take control back in a way because everything else was spiraling spiraling out around me. But I was like, you know what? If I want to go for a run, and I know you're a runner, like there's something so freeing once your feet hit those pavement, your pods are in, you go. It doesn't even matter the distance. It's as if everything else just completely fades away. Oh, yeah. And so for me, like, that's how I started to lose some of my weight, so set myself up with a personal trainer. And then I really started to, like, have a love for this. Got a job at a Y, started teaching classes, <clears throat> launched the garage space in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, little by slowly is one of my favorite phrases. It was a progression. And to anyone who's even listening to this, like, I think we make a huge mistake when it comes to healing Mm -hmm. because we think the minute like, well, I'm going to heal and I'm going to get better. I love that we could speak that out. And I firmly believe God can work in those moments, but it doesn't happen, at least not in my experience with the flip of a switch. Mm -hmm. It's very progressive and it takes time. And I kind of live in the mindset of a 1% better Yes. Mentality. So like, and that could be per day. It could be for the next moment, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. So I kind of adapted that as part of like my way of living. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, like I got plugged into a great church at the time and I was there for five years and served. And I met this great group of people and like all of this from a prayer years prior 
in a very dark and broken place <clears throat> where like now I've learned to really weaponize my story. And a lot of people hear that term and <clears throat> well, what does that mean? For me, and this is what Braveco has kind of helped unlock in me, it's getting to a place where you are so confident <clears throat> in where you are today because you know the work that the Lord has done mm-hmm. that you can share the worst of the worst of the worst, even the parts that were still very deep. And there's no longer shame or guilt attached to it. Yeah. And there's, there's something so freeing, unless you've been in those instances where like you have someone sitting across from you, whether it's at a coffee shop or mm-hmm. <clears throat> at a small group, whatever the case may be. Even I've had some guys like during a workout mm-hmm. where you're just like unloading and you're looked at and you're embraced with unconditional love of Christ. Yeah. I, I didn't have that for me growing up. So I try to be that for other people now. And I've had some of the best experiences because I want the way that I'm living my life to be evidence. Yeah. No, that is like a condensed. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. That phrase you said again, it's little by slowly. Mm -hmm. That is like, how did you hear it? Did you just come up with that? I, my friends dubbed me a walking excerpt. I (laughs) just like, sometimes I just like say these things. I do believe it is like Holy Spirit downloaded, but it's, it's just one of those things like where that just became a phrase that really, you know, Mm -hmm. it's got to set things in motion. Like, because if you have a fitness goal or if you want to start eating clean, or if you want to start, maybe it's your training for a marathon, maybe you're going to join a year long course. You have to start somewhere. Like you can't get to phase four of something without having get gone through the first two days of phase one. Yeah. And we yeah. like to rush the process. And like, I mean, even my gym space, like I, <laughs> that was built during the pandemic. That vision for that space came to me mm. during a major wilderness season three years ago. Yeah. Yep. Like, what? <laughs> so we don't, we don't know mm. while we're in our process of healing, what actually is going to be unraveled. That's scary, Mm -hmm. but there is also a blessing in it because it kind of gives God the opportunity to do what he does best. And that's just like, take the broken pieces. Even if it's like, I'm like a street sweeper, like just get rid, like get rid of them, like get rid of them. If there's other ones that maybe he wants to pick up and like piece back together in a certain area, I do believe that that happens too. And I've seen that in my own life, but there's something to be said about creating space Mm -hmm. for the Lord when it comes to our healing. Oh yeah. You know, I want to ask you this question. It, it, cause I think this will help a lot of people. Um, you prayed a prayer when you were in a challenging space and now years later, you are in a spot in a season where you're seeing the fruit from that prayer, the little by slowly moments, the 1% becoming in your own story. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing right. some of these dreams become mm-hmm. fulfilled. Um, so talk to me a little bit about for the person who's like, okay, MJ, I see how it worked out for you. And you're like at some of the spot where you're seeing stuff happen, but I'm like back where you prayed that prayer. (laughs) So how does somebody take that little by slowly step, stay present and focus on that 1%? Like what's something tangible somebody can take from this? Honestly, I think it really is just, it's taking action. I know that sounds like so cliche, like again, and for the people that maybe don't know the Lord, like we know when the Holy Spirit is convicting and prompting us, like 
I now know what that means because I've experienced it for myself. But maybe for someone who doesn't know the Lord, maybe, you know, I'm not seeing, you know, I'm not where I want to be in life. You know, like <clears throat> we live in a culture, like, you know, we're in our thirties. Everyone expects us in our thirties to be married and have kids already. Like that's not the case for everybody. Like, do I want that? Of course I want that. Mm-hmm. But also like, what does it look like to like, okay, for that person who may be in that spot, mm-hmm. what does it look like to maximize your singleness in this season? Right. Yes. Maybe you could travel. Maybe you go back to school. Maybe you invest in other relationships around you. Don't let what you don't have keep you from being focused on what you do have. And, and it, it is hard. It is hard. But I think that tangible 1%, take one step, just one yep. for that 1%. Yep. So like, if you are like, oh, I'm oversleeping. I need to get better with my, you know, my habits at night. I'm going to bed so late. I challenge you, go to bed five minutes earlier. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm that's it. Starting tomorrow, it's we're done. We're going to bed at like nine o'clock, or if you're like me, eight o'clock. Like it's done. <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, like take take a realistic step. Yeah. And give yourself enough grace as you're taking those steps to know that like you're not always gonna get it right. Yeah. And that's okay. But my heartbeat and like, even out of the um, garage space, this phrase was brokenness brings us together and redemption keeps us close. And that is something that has become a heartbeat as I'm helping people rewrite their narratives through fitness, as I'm seeing and like investing in all these different guys all throughout the States. And, you know, that phrase, like when we have a touch point and you have that moment where somebody you know, I sit across all these guys now We're like, I didn't have a good father figure growing up. I'm always going to be stuck in this porn addiction. I'm always going to wrestle with like not feeling like I'm good enough. I'm always going to have the low self-esteem. And I'm like, Lord, you're you. What? Like, and now I like, and it's so crazy. Like we've heard that the Lord does this, but to be able to like take our worst yeah, in order to propel someone to their best, it changes everything. Yeah. And I get joy when I see somebody else tap into something for themselves. So whether they hit a fitness goal, whether it's a new mindset, whether it's like, I got up four days in a row at 5 a.m. Like, awesome. Like, I will champion and cheer you on like all day long. But when it comes to our giftings, mm. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. They were like, you just like, you just go and you just like, flop. like, how do you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think about what the gifting is like I'm big on like tests and like I'll, you know I take different personality tests all that stuff too but if you really want to come to terms like what is my gift I would encourage anybody it's the one thing that you're able well I should say not one thing you could have multiple but if there's something that really sticks for you yeah you know that it's your gift when no matter what season what feeling you may have you're never in lack mm-hmm. of it. I could be in the middle of a wilderness season. I could be having one of the worst days. I still am committed to be Barnabas, son of encouragement for my generation. Like I never am without encouragement. Like, <laughs> so I think like it's important for people to really like reassess, like zoom out mm-hmm. throughout the course of my whole story, like the good, the bad, the ugly, all of the choices I've made. Mm-hmm. 
what's the one thing that despite all of that, I haven't been in lack of. Yeah. And then give that away. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know this about you. Are you a coffee yeah. drinker? Oh, 100%. Okay. How have I not picked up on that yet from your Insta stories? I don't know. It's it's all the bike stories and the I know. It's all workouts. I'm not like, yeah. maybe I'll do one tomorrow at 4 a.m. holding a coffee. Here's coffee. <laughs> I mean, coffee's in my Insta story like every day. So. I love that. I love seeing it. Yeah. The I same. love it. How do, you love drink, it. <laughs> how do you drink your coffee? I'm bold. I don't put anything in it in the morning. 4 a.m. We just pour that right out of the pot black and we same. just we, we go to town. <laughs> the best way to start the day. In my opinion, I agree. So now I expect to see this on your Instagram story at some point. Okay. I'm going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do right. it tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect. So if you're having like a strong cup of coffee with somebody and knowing you, you're probably hanging out with this person in your gym and you're drinking a cup of coffee and then you're going to get ready to do an intense workout or something like that. And you're encouraging them on their own becoming journey. What would you say? That's a you're good with the questions. I appreciate that very much. Um, oh man, I honestly think I would tell the person sitting across from me, it's not too late to have the narrative rewritten. Mm. The minute you choose to let yourself heal is the moment you create space for the Lord to move in. And when that happens, it gives you a chance to lay down the wrong thing so you can pick up. Drop the mic. Boom. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad this is recorded so we can go back and take notes on what you just said because that's powerful. Um, MJ, like, thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're mm-hmm. becoming. Is there anything else that you would want to share to encourage people on their becoming journeys before we add your links and how people can connect with you? Um, you know what? Actually, one other thing I would encourage anyone listening to this. I did this um, at the very beginning of when this whole journey started for me really kind of getting back to a really solid place with the Lord. I have bookend verses. Okay. And I think that everyone should have them. Like whether it's, it could be your favorite verse, it could be one that maybe a song was written about something that really resonates with you. And my two bookend verses are Zechariah 410 and Ecclesiastes 610. So I could, I don't know if I could, yeah. Okay. So this one here, the arrow tattoo has Zechariah 410 and I have a necklace that's identical to this arrow because I wanted something unique. And I was inspired by Erwin McManus's book, The Last Arrow. I purposely got it on my right hand so that anytime I shake hands with somebody, meet somebody new, it's another arrow coming out of the quiver Mm -hmm. into Erwin's point in the book. When the Lord calls you home, die with empty quiver. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. Lord, I want every arrow taken out in that verse is do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So for me, where I've been, that's that 1% and like the little by slowly, regardless of whatever it is, that one step, God is rejoicing for that one step. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Ecclesiastes one is everything's already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no arguing with God about your destiny. I don't even have to say anything else like that. (laughs) And describe for us too, you know, what are, what does a bookend versus mean? I think like, at least like, I kind of just, I, I dub that, like, just, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I kind of like use like Zechariah 410, like huh? just as like from like this point A in my life. And then like Ecclesiastes is kind of like the other end, like where it's like, yeah. so whenever the Lord does call me home, like 
it's already been decided what's going to happen from A to Z. Mm-hmm. He's rejoicing in the beginning. Yep. And the destiny's already been decided. So like, why am I going to fight the process? Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's yeah. really cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, if somebody Absolutely. wanted to connect with you online, where can they connect with you? Um, Facebook, Instagram, those are my big two. Um, I am also on Marco Polo. So send me a polo. We love those. <laughs> Amazing. And we'll have all yeah. the links y'all. So it'll be easy to connect. And mm-hmm. if somebody was listening and they heard you talk about Brave Co, am I saying the name correctly? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Brave Co has been like the biggest piece probably over the last year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, braveco.org. They have a ton of resources for any guy who's looking to really just rewrite their narrative. I tell you, best $1,000 that I ever invested in myself. Um, nine months in now, my story looks so different. I am running with brothers in the same direction. Um, and it's just really cool to see <clears throat> what God is doing collectively in our group as six different stories are getting rewritten. But they have Facebook groups. They have their Instagram account. There's just a ton of opportunities to really <clears throat> excuse me, get plugged in. Awesome. And and yeah, so any guy who really wants to just really like hone in and like, I need help, braveco.org, you could even get phase one of the uh, course by itself. So if you have somebody that you want to do it with for like 12 weeks, you could get the foundations of masculinity right now and it's buy one, get one. You guys could buy one and then give one to your friend. That's what I want everybody yeah. to do. <laughs> That's amazing. And how can people connect with Forge? So I have an Instagram account for the Forge. So I still do uh, in-person and virtual training. That's an option as well. So just anyone who wants to just come be a part of it or get prayer, like slide into the DMs. That's how it works. That's cool. Well, everybody, we will have all of these links. So it's easy for you to connect with M and Forge and Braveco, all the things. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. You're inspiring to me. You definitely are an encourager. That is the thank word you. for you. And um, I just appreciate you. So thank I you. appreciate you. Thank you. This is awesome. You. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.